1: Love, talk, radio. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Uh, joining us will be co-host TJ Inman here in a few minutes. Uh, today we're going to take a look at some players to watch uh, that we have seen during camp who have stood out and uh, players to keep an eye on uh, for the regular season uh, this year. Um, so sit back, uh, relax. Uh, take some notes and uh hopefully we'll uh we'll get you to have some players to follow this year, uh some sleeper guys and, and whatnot. Uh T J uh welcome uh welcome back and uh how are you today?
0: I am doing well. It's uh it's pretty hot and humid so I hoping uh hoping the guys are staying hydrated at camp and uh I know they've picked up some two days now and um yeah, you know, it's it's probably getting to the point where they're getting a little bit tired of practicing with each other and only against each other and I know I'm ready to see them hitting other people.
1: Yeah, definitely, and you know, it's been hot and humid down in Bloomington as well and um they're they they've strapped on the pads they started two days and you know, it's the uh the meaty part of camp, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, in terms of that. Uh, But, TJ, we wanted to go over uh, some players to watch, players to keep an eye on, uh, guys who we think could burst into the lineup uh, after a redshirt year. Uh, Let's start with the Husky position. It's a new position, uh, and we'll see some new faces, uh, some familiar faces, uh, and guys coming back from injury who might step up and and take that position. Uh, I wanted to start – you know, with a note that uh, Jamie Thompson, uh, who we thought, you know, could be the starter there, uh, would probably be the starter there. Uh, he's battling a turf toe uh, injury that hasn't been a boot. It's tough to to say, uh, you know, when he'll get back in camp. I know during during spring ball they they liked what they saw, but it's it's a matter of of getting the reps in, uh, knowing the defense, and right now. Uh, other guys are getting those reps, uh, looking a little bit sharper. Um, and, and the first guy I want to talk about is uh, Zeke Walker. Uh, Zeke Walker played linebacker last year. Uh, he was lost, I believe, in the Ohio State game uh, with a Liz Frank injury. It's a a foot injury that takes a long time to recover. Uh, but he's back yeah. healthy. He missed spring. Um, and a couple days ago in practice, he he had a – uh, a pick six well, it would have been a pick six if uh if coach allen uh didn't get in the way running him down the field um which would probably be a penalty in the game uh but he looks good he's a bigger guy i think he gives him some more um, them some more size uh in, in the defensive backfield uh which is huge especially when you go against uh some of these uh some of these uh Big Ten teams like Michigan and Ohio State, uh, Michigan State, guys who are gonna gonna run the ball, and, and be all over that. So that that's a guy I want to keep an eye on at, um, at at, uh, at the Husky position, um, as well as a few others. Any anybody for you at the Husky position stand out, TJ? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think you know you talk about Deke Walker's size. Yeah, he, he's listed at six two two fifteen. Um. I think he's a little bit bigger than that. Uh, I'd say, you know, somewhere between 220, 225. But regardless, that 6'2 frame, you know, that's a big boost. And uh, he's very athletic. Um, You know, and you're talking about, oh, will he be able to pick up, you know, the tendencies of pass coverage and that kind of thing? Well, that's the question mark. But nobody has played the Husky position, so it's not like he's, transitioning from linebacker to defensive back. I mean, it is a a hybrid role, so it's not going to hurt him as much as if they were asking him to play just a straight-up safety position. Um, A guy at that spot that I didn't think I'd be talking about at this point uh, potentially could be working his way into the lineup is Marcelino Ball, a true freshman from Georgia that Indiana picked up late, in the, uh, in the recruiting process, Tom Allen talked about that yesterday. He had some media availability and said that one of his first uh, responsibilities or, or duties when he came to Indiana was really working on Marcelino Ball for those two weeks before signing day to convince him to, to come to Indiana. And um, I had, you know, just his age. He's very young. He's just 17. Uh, I had kind of thought the plan would be to redshirt him, but uh, – he is impressed in practice and Tom Allen said I mean, he's from a football family he, he didn't come here to, to redshirt, he came to play right away. And that would yeah, indicate and, to me and, that they plan on using him.
1: Yeah, and, and it doesn't look like he's seventeen. Um if no, you look at his no, body I mean if you if you look at him on the field you'd think he, you know, had a year or two in college and, and you know wasn't 17 and he, and he's been impressive he's a guy whose name has been thrown around a lot uh during uh during fall camp um yeah. by both coaches and other players um so it, it, he's he's a guy who if Jamie Thompson doesn't come back is going to get a lot of uh a lot of playing time and you know yeah, it's, very, it's very so similar. nice
0: to have Go ahead. Very similar body type to uh, to Jamie Thompson. You know, he's, he's listed at six foot two ten. Like you said, very very well built. Um, and when I say uh, he's, he has brothers cousins uh, in the NFL uh, that have played professionally, have played a lot of uh, D1 football, Georgia Tech mainly. I was kind of surprised that uh, in the was able to get him away from Georgia Tech, but he was uh, intrigued by the possibility of playing early, and intrigued by the possibility of playing. Uh, you know, they they recruited him to play this Husky position. So he's either going to end up at Husky or if he got quite a bit bigger, which is still possible uh, since he is only, you know, 17, he could still grow some. It's possibly sliding down the linebacker, but I'm, I mean, that would take quite a bit of growing. So I would guess that he's going to be a Husky and at just a true freshman, You know, he's got the possibility to to play early and and, then play for a long time. But I think Zeke Walker right now is probably the guy that projects as the starter if Thompson can't get healthy, and and maybe even if Thompson does get healthy, honestly, if Zeke Walker keeps performing well.
1: Yeah, and another guy to keep an eye on at that position is Ben Bach. Um, He's been in the program now. Uh, For for three or four years, Uh, he's a redshirt junior, um, Mm -hmm. and he's getting to know this defense pretty well. And you know, we heard in the spring that these coaches, uh, these coaches basically said Ben Bach was made for the Husky position. And he's, you know, he's not; he doesn't have terrific size, uh, but he, you know, he he could add a little bit more bulk. He's still at one ninety seven, according to the media guide, but uh you, you know we saw him play last year uh we saw him come up with a couple good plays uh and he likes to hit people which uh endears him to the coaching staff and and really puts him into play uh at this husky position so it's nice to see all this depth at these uh secondary positions and uh and it's you know it's something that you know they won't wear down now as you saw last year with injuries all those guys uh and I was talking to Richard Fance uh yesterday about it so all these guys their that experience getting thrown into the fire last year because of injuries is is going to pay off you know it it accelerates your development you're no longer wondering if you could play in in you know you're no longer doubting yourself if if you're a good fit for college uh football you're now, you know, okay. What can I do to get better? You're not going to be intimidated. You have played it, Michigan State. You played it, you know, in a bowl game and and uh, in front of some some national television audiences. So it's not going to. None of these guys are going to be intimidated by the big stage on the Big Ten uh, anymore. Uh, uh, just a, a programming note, TJ. Uh, we're we're not going to talk about uh, you know the the mainstays and the and the usual guys. You know, we know Dan Feeney and Jimmy Cobbs and Divine Redding, uh, what they have uh, to offer. Mm-hmm. So right now we're just going to focus on under-the-radar guys, guys who have red-shirted, uh, maybe guys who have been surprising a little bit. Uh, next, I, I do want to go to the quarterback position uh, and talk about that a little bit because uh, really it's been more of a competition than, than any of us thought uh you know Xander Diamont looks a, a lot better than he did last year he's gotten stronger even though his his weight is still you know low and that that's a concern about durability and all that stuff but you know a lot of players that I've talked to about him uh talk about his uh his moxie uh his basically his swag uh, is what they call it and that he's a he's a fiery leader and he's easy to to rally around and that's something that, you know, really the coaches were looking at. It was who, who is the quarterback that these guys are going to rally around. Uh, Xander has thrown a better ball this camp than we've seen. Uh, his arm looks a lot stronger, and he's beginning to use his legs a little bit more in his throwing, and that has helped. Uh, and, and he's running well, too. Um, so he's really gotten back into the race uh, when, when we've all but counted him out um, but not to discount richard lego he 's you know he 's six six two forty he 's got the size he 's got the arm um, you know he has a little bit of scrambling ability but uh, nobody 's really separated themselves uh, from either of them what's uh, what 's your take on on the quarterback uh, position oh and and they also said danny Cameron you know they you know what you get with Danny Cameron and he has uh, a yeah. good command presence um, and should be a solid uh, backup, and and you know if they need to go to somebody they can rely on, uh, Danny Cameron might be that guy to stick in uh, if you need, uh, you know, if, if things really get out of whack.
0: Yeah, i I think I think it's a two way race, which surprises me. Like you said, I, I think we're all kind of surprised that um, the gap is as narrow, if there even is a gap, uh, amongst those top two, I'm very happy to hear that Xander Diamant uh, has improved the arm strength because really his frame combined with the arm strength that we saw in his first two stints as a starter just led me to believe he's not going to be a, a Big Ten starting quarterback and it was mainly the frame, really, that just every time he got hit, I was thinking he might not get back up without being hurt. Uh, You know, his shoulder or, you know, uh, a leg injury or something. And by no means am I advocating for that or saying, oh, I worry for the kid. No, I mean, it's it's totally up to him whether or not he plays. I, I just, I worried that he was not going to be able to be consistently on the field because he'd get hurt and you can't really rely on that to be your starting quarterback. But while the frame is still, you know, a concern, uh, he has gotten a little bit bigger and the arm strength has gotten better. And I do think that his mobility, if he can use it correctly, which, you know, the more time you get on the field, the better you you learn how to use what you have. If he can use that mobility correctly, um he provides an element to the offense that we've seen can give defenses problems and i think that if Indiana was game planning to have him as a full time starter they would certainly implement his running game into the offense and that that could be exciting yeah. to watch
1: i uh, and and to to go on that point tj you know when when wilson talked i believe on monday um yeah, Monday. I, he was talking about practice and play calling, which kind of leads me to believe that they might use two quarterbacks, kind of like how they, they use will. Trey yeah. and Trey and Nate. And now Xander's not Trey, but he gives you that kind of read option, you know, uh, you know read option option uh, with. Uh, with his legs there in the red zone that, you know, Legault doesn't uh, really have that Sudfeld really didn't have. And it just gives you another thing to prepare for as an opponent. And that, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think it'll be a, two, a, a true two-quarterback system where you see him splitting reps or alternating quarters or however they did it at, at LSU or whatever. But you could see specific packages being put in yeah, place situation. for Xander. Yeah. Yeah, situational packages put in place uh for him uh to to get things um you know, jump started in the red zone where IU has struggled uh, you know, over the past couple of years and you yep. know, maybe take the load off of a little bit off of uh, off of Lego and, and, and the running backs. Um so that that's what we've seen out of the quarterback uh position. It's interesting to see that the, from the comments, that's what he, he was saying. Um, but uh, let's move on to the running back position. We know what we have um, in Divine Redding, and, you know, we'll wait to see what Camion Patrick give us uh, later in the year. Uh, but one of the guys, and, and TJ, you've been on his train for Here a while, is uh, Tyler Natey. Um, he's a guy who you know people were shocked when they said it was 280 and and you know they said this at the media day and you're like oh oh no he's like way out of shape and can't get anything done but then when we got to see him in the practice you know he looks 280 but man he moves he moves like a guy who's you know 220 225 and he's going to be a fun guy to watch um PJ, he's, you know, they're going to give him the ball in short yardage situations, probably. Uh, and you might see him a little bit as, as a Wildcat quarterback. Um, they, they put him when Big Ten Network was there. Um, I think Dave Repson, you know, tweeted out that he he saw, you know, that they put Nadie in, in goal line situations, you know, again, to, to up that number. So Tyler Nadie is a guy that, that, Wilson is compared to Ron Dane. Uh, he called him Ron Dane, uh, which is uh, might be a little early for that. <laughs> uh, Ron Dane was one of the all time greats, Um, and, and Tyler Nate is only a freshman, but we'll see, this is a guy who you've been very excited about. And I've kind of hopped on that bandwagon as well, um, as most of our other writers and, and hopefully our readers as well. Um, but he's a guy who stood out to me and, uh, you know, the two the two other freshmen, uh, Keontae Ennis and, and Cole Guest, they bring their own skill set to the table. They they give an element of speed that IU will need, but with the depth that they have at running back, I wouldn't be surprised to see Guest and, and Ennis uh, redshirted unless they could give him something. And Guest, you know, he, he gets the reputation as a smaller guy, but he, he's muscled up, and he's... You know, basically a bowling ball type of runner, and and he's fast as well. So we'll see what the what he gives him. But the running back I keep my eye on is is Tyler Nati. Um Do you have anything to add to that, TJ?
0: Well, I will never shy away from talking about Tyler Natty. I um, you know, I was in charge of uh, for our site of writing his signing day piece uh, when he signed. You know, we wrote one for every prospect, and uh, I, I was in charge of writing his site. So I watched a bunch of his highlight film uh, He's from Euless, Texas. It's an area of Texas that, I mean, pretty much any area of Texas plays really good football, but Euless Texas is in an area that specifically is a pretty powerful area. He was a quarterback uh, at Euless, Texas, uh, Trinity High School. And I mean, he didn't look great throwing the ball, but it wasn't like, wow, that's just a, a big guy throwing the ball occasionally. No, I mean, he, you know, he threw it around some and it was not – not uh, he didn't look totally out of place doing it. And when he ran the ball, I mean, he's just a guy that it does not look like would be any fun to tackle. Uh, it just looks like he would be an absolute pain for defenses to play against. He's not plotting. He does move his feet well. I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be incredibly interesting. We've heard really positive things coming out of camp. And when they signed him, they really liked – the skill set and the creativity that uh, that Tyrone native is going to be able to bring to this offense, the flexibility that he's going to add. I mean, there's a lot of different things that Kevin Johnson, Kevin Wilson are going to be able to do with them. Uh, and so far it seems like, you know, the hopes that, uh, that we had for him coming in have really only been up since, uh, since camp started. Um, I think probably most realistic would be, You know, uh, uh, this year would be maybe short yardage back, um, and I think used as a guy that could be somebody you bring in kind of in in second-half situations to maybe help ice games. Um, A guy that can just come in against tired defenses and just pound the crap out of them, you know, shove it down their throat. We've seen Indiana have success with that. I think that we're going to see them run the ball a ton this year because, one, they're really good at it. And, two, there's a little bit of uncertainty with the quarterback situation. And I think that they realize, you know, the best way to help your defense in a new system is to keep the ball. And the best way to keep the ball is to keep the clock moving and run the ball. So I I think we're going to see a lot of it. I think we're going to see a lot of running backs get a lot of carries. And Nate is the guy that they're going to use in a lot of different ways. You know, he's been compared – he compared himself to Trey Millard, who was a running back slash fullback at Oklahoma for Kevin Wilson when he was the O.C. there. And I, you know, I think that if you go back and look at how Trey Millard was used, he was used as a blocker, he was used as a short yardage back, and he was used in late games. So I think that we're going to see a lot of that. And if Nate can, you know, be a, be a goal line quarterback, then I – that and I won't hesitate to uh, to start writing the Heisman piece for for 2019. I, I I'm all in. Yeah, and and
1: he's been a slightly
0: sarcastic with the Heisman comment. People, you know, I, I'm being slightly sarcastic with the Heisman comment, but I really do think he's going to be a valuable member of this program. That's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, and
1: and when you talked uh, when we heard Kevin John's talk yesterday. It was their goal is going to be to wear people out, and now they have a stable of yeah. running backs who bring a different thing to the table um, on each one. And when they get uh, when they get Camion Patrick back, it's just going to make them that much better. So it'll be really interesting to see who they use um, early in the year before Camion gets back. See if they're going to save some of these guys a year of eligibility. Uh, if yeah. you know, I don't I don't know what the the, the limit or what the threshold is for plays for, uh, for a redshirt. I know Kevin Wilson likes to play freshmen. It keeps them involved in school, it keeps them focused. It's very difficult. And at some point in our sporting lives, we've hit the point where we've rode the bench and it stinks. Um, going to practice, practicing so hard eh, for for long periods of time and not getting in a game and not seeing any of the fruits of your labors really you know in front of you is is tough. So we'll see how many plays. Uh, you know, Ennis and Guess get. I think Guess could become a really good kick returner for them. Ennis is, is a bigger back speed. He could play all over the field, uh, but there's just so much depth at other skill positions. Um, and, and let's transition now uh, to uh, wide receiver. Uh, we know what we have in uh, Ricky Jones, Mitchell Page. Um, did you see Mitchell Page at the Olympics last night with the hair? <laughs> um but uh, yeah Ryan that Ryan yeah, Ryan Ryan must have um must have seen Mitchell Page's picture, copied him. So uh Mitchell Page is a trendsetter. Uh he's also a terrific receiver and punt returner. Uh then of course you have Simi Cobbs. Uh but behind him, one of the names that's being thrown around a lot is Nick Westbrook. Um he's the guy who burst onto the scene uh in the bowl game. Uh he's been talked about a lot as a highly rated or highly regarded recruit. Um, And he's just, you know, he's a big frame. uh, And he's a guy who, you know, has been impressive in camp. You see him becoming, you know, similar to Simi uh, in terms of size. Uh, He's 6'3", 215. um, So they're similar types of players. But you can see his development's a little bit further along than Simi was as a freshman um, and going into his sophomore year. I mean, Simi last year was a, a thousand yard receiver and, and Westbrook looks every bit the part if he could get, you know, Kevin John said, there's only one ball. If you, if you get him the touches, uh, Nick Westbrook's going to be very good. And, and Luke Timmy, and again, another guy who burst onto the scene at the end of last year um, is, is another guy people talk about. And he's, light years ahead of where he was last year. So this wide receiver group is is very, very deep. You you bring back Jason Harris, again, from injury, um, you know, and uh, Kevin John said him and Mitchell Page are, you know, a a great one-two punch in the slot, and really you don't lose much if one of the other plays. Um, And he said, we're not thinking of it as ones and twos. We're just going to roll receivers out and – and try to wear out uh, the opponent because they have the weapons to do that um, as long as that are there any uh wide receivers uh, for you that that uh stand out that we've missed
0: well i think um I think the only other guy that uh two guys that really i'm interested to see one Donovan Hale we talked about his potential and just kind of the um I guess Swiss army knife that, that he could provide for the offense with his athleticism, you know, you're not entirely sure how he's going to be deployed, but at some point you're going to try to get him the ball and he has the potential to make big things happen. Um, at the other guy's going to be Isaac James. You know, I'm not really sure where he's going to fit in. He's size wise, probably a slot guy, uh, that you put there right behind uh, Page and Harris for sure, but you know maybe he's kind of that third plot guy. Um, I think it's very, uh, I think it's very possible that you see nine receivers kind of see action. Now that's not going to be equal action by any means. I think the first first three you're going to see play the most. You're going to see the uh, the next wave is probably going to be Harris, Westbrook, and Luke Timian. and then kind of that that third group. Um, it's going to be Donovan Hale um, with with Isaac James, and then maybe you know the ninth guy being maybe Marky e. Hawkins or or Casey or Mack or Phil Banker. Um, but I think those top six are. are very, very solid, and then Donovan Hale and Isaac James, kind of other guys that you could put in there, but I do think that Luke Timian is going to is going to really have himself a, a nice year. I liked watching him play last year. He made a pair of big catches, um, a clean route runner, and uh, a, I think he is a little bit bigger than what, than what he looks on TV. Um, just when I look at his measurables, uh, I, I think he's either gotten a little bit bigger this off season or or I just didn't realize that he was as physically big as he is. But uh yeah, I think had, he's in for six a good foot, year.
1: one ninety three. Uh six yeah. foot one ninety three yeah. for Luke Timmy and and to go back on Isaac James, he's you know, if you want to compare him to somebody, I think Ricky Jones is a good comparison. Um Ricky yeah. Jones is five ten, one eighty five, Isaac five eleven, one ninety four. So you know, they use Ricky Jones uh, both in slot and outside. I think Isaac James could be that guy to to move around as well. It's, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches for the Hoosiers at um, at these skilled positions. And it'll be really, really interesting who, who they decide to play um, you know, and, and where they play. Uh, you know, Taysier Mack has made a, a few great catches. Donovan Hale is a terrific athlete. He's shown great hands. Anything that's you know within you know maybe a, a three foot radius of him he's catching um, he's got great great hands uh, and and he'll he'll play you saw him last year uh, make a dive and catch against Michigan he's just gotta get the nuances of receiver down he didn't play receiver in high school uh, he was banged up last year and, and limited uh, in, in uh-huh. practice time so he's really. You know and, and he was that quarterback in spring in uh in spring ball so uh getting him to know the position he's a guy who might come on later in the year as he gets more reps um and, and gets more comfortable at that position um i, I think next uh t j uh, will go on the uh on the defensive line uh there's not many people uh who we haven't talked about already but you know one guy that might sneak up on people uh is alan stallings uh, he's there actually, like he he's going to be counted on to be that rush guy uh, off the edge, uh, maybe. And and really, if he you know puts on a, a little bit of weight, he could give the Hoosiers that pass rusher they haven't had in a long time coming off the edge that people have to to game plan for. Um, and then you, you see the the difference in Nate Hoff and, and Ralph Green stepping up being leaders um the expectations on defense are we want to be the best it's not we want to be mediocre it's we want to be the best defense that we could be um and we want to be a great defense and i know i know all the talking heads us included like if if you could just not be a tire fire they'll be okay yeah. but you know yeah. in i realic- in reality you know, winners want to be the best. Winners don't. You know, as my mom said in school, you know, let let's shoot for the A and and go for that. Let's not shoot for a, a C, just a pass. Um. So you know, might as well, uh, you know, shoot to be great. You know, it's and maybe hopefully you'll see uh, Stallings, uh, come off the edge and and make a difference. Or is there anybody on the defensive line you think might, uh, might you know? Jump out on the scene and, and surprise people.
0: Well, I I mean, pass rush is certainly uh, the largest unknown for the defense and really the football team as a whole. Um, it's an area that I, I mean, you know, we're just talking about the offense and we were you know mentioning the the all of the different running backs, the different skills that they have, and how. In the end, it's going to run the ball a lot more, and then we switch over to wide receiver, and we're, we're, you know, gushing over how many options they have at wide receiver. And I, I don't think we're like, you know, overselling this. I, I think that it is true that they've got a ton of offensive weapons at the skill positions, uh, and, and then we we switch over to, uh, to the defensive line, and I think it's it's a, a different story. You know, they do have some quality players there. Uh, but it's an incomplete picture. It's guys that haven't proven it yet. Guys that had a poor season last year or guys that are switching positions. And we just don't know, uh, or in in Sullivan's case, the guy coming in that, you know, looks like, yeah, he, he could turn into a very good pass rusher. He has the physical tools to get that done, but will he be able to do it? And will it be this season? Uh, it's asking a lot for that to happen, but, um, If if I'm looking at anyone besides Stallings, I think the two guys you have to look at are Jacob Robinson, who he's the most known of the pass rushers. He needs to have a better year than he had last year. He was good as a freshman, but he needs to be very good as a sophomore. And then Brandon Wilson, redshirt freshman, that looks like a prototypical pass rusher. Uh, He needs to play like one, needs to you know be able to contribute with a handful of sacks. That would be a – if Indiana could consistently pressure the quarterback – that would be a huge step for this pass defense to improve because, you know, we talked about it on the podcast before, yes, the secondary has to play better, but the secondary would be helped out immensely by a good pass rush.
1: Yeah, you could have, you know, Darrell Revis and, uh, you know, Patrick Peterson and and whoever else back there. Um, If you don't, you know, if you don't get a pass rush, that quarterback is going to pick you apart. Um, you can only defend for a certain amount of time, uh, and yeah. and and then you get worn out. So pass rush is is something that's gonna um, that's something that's gonna uh, that's gonna be you know looked upon as uh, needs improvement uh, going into the season, and you know basically next man up. If one man's not producing, they're going to go to the next person because uh, this staff wants to win. They want to get back to a, a second bowl game in a row uh for the first time in 25 years uh so it's they they've it's all hands on deck on the defensive line and and we'll see where they go. I uh, go yeah, the offense, line. I'll Robert,
0: ask you well, real quick, I'm on the line. I'm going to ask you you know it's it's hard to judge defensive line play in camp. Um but how how do you think the transition is going for the guys that uh have switched from linebacker to that they're calling it the bull position, but really it's another defensive lineman. Um, how do you think that the transition's going for the guys like Gooch and Sykes?
1: I think it's going pretty well.
0: Um, you know, we haven't really seen a lot
1: of. We we saw one padded practice where they went against the offensive line, um, and and that's it. So in a limited amount of um, exposure, they, they've looked. They've looked all right. There's, nothing's jumped off the page. They're not tackling the quarterback, so it is hard to judge. Uh, but you saw the, the offense put the ball on the ground, you know, three times the other day, uh, and a lot of that has to do with the defensive line getting their hands in on the runners, and they didn't really see any, any long, um, you know, long passing plays um, or, sorry, long running plays, uh, where the guy breaks through the line and and runs upfield, uh, a la Ezekiel Elliott last year. Um, but you, you also saw a few uh, quarterback hurries, uh, which maybe if it was a real game would have been sacks. But you saw a couple of quarterbacks running for the likes a little bit, and, and that's a good sign along this defensive line. And the energy on defense, they're, you know, after talking to some defensive people yesterday and, and talking to Coach Allen, it just seems that their energy is better than the offense. Their energy, they're coming out hyped up all the time. And they said it's really easy to do that with Coach Allen there. And they're just out there trying to out-hustle the offense. And, uh, you know, as the old saying goes, you you know, it takes no talent to hustle. These guys are hustling all over the field, um, getting better, making plays, building their confidence, and, and hopefully we'll see that pay off against uh, against Florida International, but as far as Sykes and, and Gooch go, they're on the field, they're getting reps, uh, they're getting better, uh, and, and we'll see how, how they transition in the game to that end position uh, from uh, where they were last year. Playing with your hands in the ground is a little bit different, um, but hopefully they've had enough practices, uh, and, and Coach Hagan is a great coach, and we'll uh, coach these guys up to, to hopefully where they're, they're ready. Um but let's uh, switch lines uh for a second to so the offensive line. Um we know Dan Feeney, uh we know Jacob Bailey, uh, we know Demetri Camille. Uh one guy who um might see some playing time because of an injury is Koi Kronk. Uh this is a guy who Wilson um has praised a lot. Uh he's you know called him a very good player. He might play as a freshman kind of like Brandon Knight last year. Um, But with Brandon Knight going down with a foot injury, we don't know how bad it is. Um, Hopefully we'll see and find out at practice tomorrow or on Friday, uh, whether or not he's, you know, back on the field playing. But, you know, if if they lose Brandon Knight, things might shuffle around, and Coy Cronk might be that next great Hoosier uh, offensive lineman uh, we see. Anybody else on the offensive line that, that you think could make an impact this year?
0: Well, I'll mention along the with Corey Kronk there, um, one of the Big Ten network analysts. I think Howard Griffith uh, mentioned Corey Kronk is a guy that uh, that stood out to him, um, and you know that that's a name that he had gotten from talking to the coaches. Um, you know those guys. They're on that Big Ten Network camp tour for a day, and they're they're getting a lot of their information from, I mean, I'm sure they watch, but they're getting a lot of what they are going to say. You know, they parachute in, and they're going to talk to the coaches. And then clearly the coaches are, are pleased with the work that Koi Kronk is doing uh, enough to mention mm-hmm. it to Griffiths, and then for him to probably have that name stick in his head as he's watching practice, and then Kronk stood out to him. So he mentioned Kronk's the guy that uh, he was looking at as somebody that could step in this year if they needed him to, and and could also you know, develop into, like you said, the next great Hoosier offensive lineman um, as a you know as the his career progresses, and it could be sooner rather than later uh, that we see Corey Kronk on the line. So that's that's good as far as uh, other guys. I've I've heard Kevin Johns mention the name of Wes Martin as a guy that has improved his uh, and they, they feel good about him being able to step in. Uh, and be a a starter this year. So I guess Wes Martin is a guy that is not as heralded as the other names on the offensive line, but, you know, another veteran offensive lineman that uh, that they're going to count on this year to to be a part of that really strong unit.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the offensive line, you know, there've been fans who might be worried down the line about depth. But, you know, look, there's, program hasn't been that successful to where you you could write off a season, just enjoy this year. This year is going to be fun. Um, You know, we've been waiting since probably December 27th, uh, all of us, for the next game. Um, And, you know, while, you know, basketball was fun, enjoy it. You know, just enjoy the season. Don't worry about next year. I know, it, you know, you'll see the recruiting class in February. Things change. That's the one thing under Kevin Wilson that you could probably count on is that the recruiting class is not going to look like what it is today. It won't look like that in February. Guys will, you know, some guys will leave. He'll add some guys late. You saw it last year. You saw it a couple years ago. It, it's going to happen. That's just the way the recruiting game is. Um and, and he does a very good job of putting together, uh, you know, good classes. So enjoy the year. Enjoy this offensive line. This is the most veteran offensive line that IU's had uh, in the Wilson era. These are all the guys they brought in and came in and wanted to set the standard of being the best in the Big Ten. And some people laughed at that, um, and some people laughed not believing in it. But look, if you look at it now, they're arguably the best offensive line in the Big Ten. Uh, they had two, op- or two all-Americans last year. They bring back Dan Feeney, an all preseason all-American this year. You have Jacob Bailey, uh, you know West, you know West Martin, West Rogers. You have Demetri Camille, who might be, you know, is probably the most underrated offensive lineman in the Big Ten. Um, you know, not a lot of people talk about him, but he's he's a guy who's who's been there for IU, who's played in a lot of games and has been a stalwart on that offensive line. He went to media days. And, and that guy could play. So enjoy this offensive line because this, you know, might be one of the best offensive lines in the country, definitely in the Big Ten. So enjoy it. But that spiel is over. Um, are there any? Is there anybody we're missing, uh, TJ, in terms of uh, sleeper guys bursting onto the scene?
0: Well, I'm just interested in who's going to end up at that second cornerback spot. We know Rashard Pant's going to be at the one, and we speculated about who's going to be that second starting corner. Now, it's going to be a rotation. There's going to be, you know, a lot of defensive backs to play. But I'm interested who that second guy that gets the most snaps is going to be. Uh, and a, just a name that I've singled out, just because, you know, that's the way we're doing this. The name that I've singled out is Tyler Green. Uh, and I think that, for me, that would be an ideal scenario if Tyler Green steps up and plays to the level that he, you know, Makes himself the number two starter. Uh, I say that because of his size. I mean, he's six three, and I think having having a long six three guy uh, on the outside as a, a second corner. Number one, it would pair really nicely with Richard Vance, who is not that big. And number two, give Indiana a guy that they could guard some of these bigger uh, bigger receivers. We saw Michigan torch him with that, uh, and those guys are back. Darbo and Chesson are back. Uh, Penn State has some bigger receivers as well. Uh, Ford International has Owens. So I think if Tyler Green could step up his play to where he earns that number two spot, I think that would be the ideal situation for Indiana.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and I think, you know, now they have, they have some depth back there. We'll see how they play. But yeah. a lot of guys cut their teeth last year playing uh, due to injury. And a, and a guy – you know, who we forgot to mention in the running backs preview is Devontae Williams. He was back there as well last year. So he's out of the mix at corner, but back at running back who uh, gives IU at running back a a big home run threat, uh, I believe, um, until Camion comes back and and really he could do some things as well. But as far as corner, you know, um, a guy I think could play a lot is Andre Brown. and, And he might've not looked great last year, but there were, there are plays where he saw his instincts were were okay and maybe he was thinking too much, um, but he made some some terrific plays. He, he broke up that pass, I, I believe, against Southern Illinois to win that game when it, it looked as if IU would crumble under the pressure uh, there a little bit. But he's a guy who, maybe in different matchups, if you're going against a, a bigger team uh, with a bigger receiver, you can see uh, Tyler Green starting um if you go against you know somebody who um with the uh, faster receiver you might see uh you might see Andre Brown going he he's also he's not too small either he's 6 foot 195 that's more yeah. of your prototypical yeah. corner size uh than, and maybe you know you'll see them switch and, and you'll see a lot of guys play especially with this up tempo opening the year uh down in Florida where it's, it's going to be hot and humid and all of that stuff. Um, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, who plays there. Another guy uh, to keep an eye on is, is Wesley Green. Um, he might be in the mix there. Uh, coaches have m- mentioned his name a little bit. Um, but, you know, it, it's anybody's race at that other corner. You know, Richard Vance is is locked in at the number one uh, corner and you go for there. Um, but, yeah, corner will be in a wide open uh, position. On the, the depth chart that they put out during media day, which I think is the same depth chart they had in the spring, um, it was Andre Brown first, Tyler Green second at that other corner. And then you see Leon Thornton was backing up uh, Richard Fan And Thornton is an interesting uh, prospect as well. He, he was came in as a wide receiver, switched to corner late in the year. Uh, played in the Maryland game uh, in those last three games on defense and and he's a guy who for a guy who's switching from offense to be listed on the two deep in in spring uh, you know going into fall camp um, is says a lot about his football instincts and we saw him make a couple plays uh, last year in limited time at corner where you know he had a great form tackle he knew where the play was going and and his instincts took over. Uh, you saw him make a couple of plays on special teams as well. So that's a guy to keep an eye on uh, as well to crack that too deep. But uh, TJ, always a pleasure talking uh, IU football with you. Uh, hopefully we'll be back on soon. Um, and soon enough we'll have our, our pregame podcast. It is 22 days away. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll have our pregame podcast uh, on I, – I, We'll figure out the day, but either uh, the Monday or Tuesday uh, before that Thursday game. Uh, So, TJ, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, It looks like it might rain here, uh, but enjoy it anyway.
0: Yeah, you know, humidity will only be like 250% then, so we're good.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, Well, thanks for joining us. Follow us on at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, Keep coming back. We'll have our wide receivers preview out. Uh, Later this evening, uh, running backs coming uh, later in the week, uh, as well as our uh, final uh, season preview of opponents. Um, We'll break down the bucket game this year. Uh, That'll come uh, either later today or uh, later in the week as, as we move through. But thanks for joining us, as always, and enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.